Hi, this is Russ Benson. I am a Liverpool supporter, and you're listening to Drunkard United Football Show. You all need Jesus. So, did you pick that one just because it's another club that starts with an L? Maybe, maybe. Since we couldn't find anyone from fucking Luton Town. Uh, we found someone. I reached out to them. They decided to not answer my call. Well, you know what? If they dealt with Iron Ore in their city, they probably would have responded. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Graham, and across the way from me is my co-host, Mr. Sam Houston. How are you doing today, sir? Well, I just a, a tiny conversation that we had off mic that I think needs to be addressed. Yes, it takes two people to replace you, but if you had to do the show without me, it means I'm dead and you two wouldn't be able to do it because you'd be crying. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'd only be off for a week. It's uh, <laughs> less than we'd be off for the summer. That's dark for our second show in season six. Hey, right? give me a break. I just had open heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it All is right. the preseason. All right, stint boy. Um, on the ones and twos is producer Mel, but I'm not married to her, so I don't give a fuck how she's doing. Uh, <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. Mel, You're how's not. it going? Uh, can I this time? Yes, I will I give you the floor. I am enjoying a lot of frosty adult beverages. Okay. Is that it? That's it. All right. How's the weather up there? A little you know humid? Uh, it's a little hot and humid out here in uh, Crownsville. Why? But why? Is why that the, is it the, the, the greater intro? Pittsburgh area? Well, it is the steel city of Annapolis because, you know, we've got lots of ore. And either we have oars because it's a seafaring town. We're recording at the DU Public House, uh, just outside the nation's capital. We are available on all of your podcast platforms, uh, just or you can stream in uh, because we are live every Monday night on most streaming services. Should you want to chat with us, there are many ways you can do so. Uh, Mr. Houston, please tell the good people how they can get in touch. I do the cut in way better than you do there, stud. You got to have comedic timing. You have none. Can I you will. just please? I'm going to edit it. I asked it. you a fucking question. Okay? We are at DU Football Show on all the socials. See, that's how you do it. This is how you drive and the fucking car. we also okay? DU fucking football get on show task, at gmail.com. <laughs> and of course, you want, if you ever want to support the show go check out our du drip shack <laughs> there you go be better by the sack <laughs> um, <laughs> which is our link tree is pinned to all of our social media sites you can check that out and of course we do also offer extra programming patreon.com forward slash du football show to check out injury time and sound check yeah great all There's right a good lot of spicy gossip on sound check lately let's go ahead and just cross off that plug for the end of the show since you already did it and took that upon yourself over there i'm just trying to nice. emulate you and do it at least five times all right good or you could just zoom your oh wait you can't because you don't check your emails mm -hmm. uh sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and have a deep 
passionate love for all things distilled spirits. However, this is our second show of the evening. We have the same cocktails, uh, cocktails we did before. Yeah, but we're drinking beer. Let's talk about we the are drinking beer. We're not doing injury time. That's correct. So, so let's talk which about... Which you can find on patreon.com forward slash the football show for just $5 a month. That would be two. No, he spells it. You got to spell it out. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. <laughs> no, I'm just going to do it five times like he does. All right, there you go. Mm-hmm. So I am drinking Cosmic Crown. It is a Belgian style golden ale. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clocking in at 9% alcohol from Cigar Brewing Company in Tampa, Florida. Because, you know, Tampa, hot down there. <laughs> it is. Part, it is of, part, of, the, part of the greater Mobile Beach area. Yeah, right. Read the rest. of It's not just a American ale. It's an American strong ale. No, it's a Belgian-style strong golden ale. Yeah, you didn't well, say strong. Listen, being so close to Dallas, they should know what they're doing, <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, Dallas, that's an ore town, isn't it? It says, uh, it gives the specific instructions to drink fresh, do not age. Mm-hmm. Something I wish my husband would have listened to. Uh, it says... What, in, get myself a 20-year-old? Sure. Instead of searching for gold hidden among our galaxy, we've brought galaxy hops to the strong, golden-hued Belgian-style ale to add some notes of passion fruit and peach to the profile, making the beer out of this world and fit for a king. It's bloody fucking delightful. I told you. I don't know if you guys saw me when I took a sip. I was like, ooh. It's delicious. Sipping cups, y'all are gonna love this. And when you're that close to Narnia, it is out of this world is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, it's it's gotta, you know, that big hop, you know, there's hops included to it, but it doesn't have that big hop bite. No, you know, it does not. And I think that's because of the high alcohol, kind of that hop rounds it out a little bit. But that's a lovely little beer. Yeah, it is delicious. Uh, actually, very, very good. Yeah, the the fruit backbone is very subtle, uh, and the peach. It's only really there because you saw Barbie. Rounds it out. What? <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Yes, it's you fantastic are. to be wrapped in plastic. I don't remember mm. how the rest of it went. But it was it's fantastic to be plastic. Yes, that's what it's fantastic to be plastic. I'm a Barbie <laughs> Uh so you're I, driving the bus, motherfucker. I know how to keep my hands off the wheel. Uh, excuse me. Oh Lord. How's that for a bus? And there goes uh, our new season bump of listeners. <laughs> yep, yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh so I have Atlas Brewing uh brewery uh the naptown lager uh brewed by atlas beer works in washington dc so not even in the state of maryland uh the science of naptown lager is um you compare it with soft shell bits blts what's that blts or no i don't know soft shell blts i don't know is that a thing yeah. Uh, rockfish tacos and boat shows. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Boat shows. Probably also, in that case, pair it with some hose, too. <laughs> Boats and hose smell. Get it? Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's 4.7% by volume, uh, and it's brewed in D.C., and apparently the brewery has some solar powers. Hey, by the way, Mel. Take I'm, a sip out of that first because I don't have cups. I know I saw somebody on Facebook do a post of a soft-shelled crab. BLT recently, mm-hmm. but I don't remember where it was. I've lived here my entire life, and I never heard of that being a thing. He's uh, Graham upside down on the camera again because he's black on my screen. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. And by the way, in all fairness, you're talking about we've lost the new listener bump um, today. We lost the new listener bump on the Sheffield show that's already been released. <laughs> that's where we lost him already. Zing. That's a dig against ourselves because we're insecure. 
And I've had this a number of times. It's this is a del- delightful little lager. This is great when you're sitting outside on a deck in, uh, in Annapolis. I want to read, but you can't read. Well, no, <laughs> we are on stream. If I were to stand up and turn around, <laughs> we mm. might get banned. I've already mm. got a video of it. That yeah, would be what Patrick's Sam failed saying. to mention. OnlyFans.com backslash do you football show. <laughs> if you want to see Sam's can. That yeah. might be the one social <laughs> we are not on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for those of you who do not know, I'm trash. I like uh, really cheap American lager. Oh, yeah. um, Pairs with soft shell BLTs, rockfish, tacos, and boat shows. I don't mm-hmm. know what your problem is, Graham. I thought it said bits. Yeah, I didn't realize it was an L. Honey, you've been in Baltimore too long. Welcome back to the county. Mm-hmm. Who does soft shell BLTs? I don't know. I, I've never heard of that it, before. And remember, this is my old stomping grounds. It, Thank you very much. Also, remember too, it's the the letter T. He can't. It's he came from Baltimore. He can't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> it's Baltimore for him. So you Excellent know, BLDers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. That's fine. So I have a uh, love affair with cheap American uh, loggers. You already um, said that. Ice house drinker. Oh, fuck off. Patreon.com slash forward slash <laughs> oh, football show. Oh God, Just five dollars a month me. three times. Shame on me. Old line eats. Look at that. Oh, are they the food truck tomorrow? Food truck? No, but our boy Rob Ripley does an amazing soft shelled crab BLT and he is Thursdays at Odington Fire Department it looks for good. the four local listeners we have. Oh, very it good. It does look good. Very good. Ah, that's over nearby you. You can get to that. The, uh, oh, yeah, Fire, uh, food truck Thursdays. We need to teach you about that. At the Odington Fire Department, it's like 20 food trucks. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it's pretty fabulous. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> Is it every Thursday? Every, every Thursday. Thursday during the See, summer. See, we used to do third Thursdays in mm-hmm. the old neighborhood. Oh, no. Where we would have a- every Thursday. And bougie. then you get uh, there. You can go inside the firehouse and bougie, uh, wasteful. All their pump running gas back there. I feel like my boy Hiram. Oh, that's right. I'm not driving the bus, so it doesn't really matter. I was going to say Hiram, how he always has to wrangle everybody in because they go off on these Uh amazing tangents, but it's not my show to run tonight. I do just want to say the beer that I am drinking is the Land Shark because while I do have an affinity for American lagers, I also have an affinity for um, just the standard Mexican cerveza. So this is an American version of a Mexican cerveza, and it tastes wonderful. Thank you very much. Knock, knock. Who dare? Land Shark. (laughs) <laughs> Land shark. Land shark. That is a bit for anyone born before 1976. Uh, yeah, you won't remember that, Sam. That is a very, 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 very early bit on Saturday Night Live with Jim Belushi. Where am I right now? It was Chevy Chase. I, I fell asleep there for a second. I just blacked out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It was what we're Chevy doing. Chase that was the land shark, but he ate Jim Belushi. Oh, well, he ate a lot of people. Not Jim Belushi, John Belushi. Luton Town Football Club. Here Welcome we to the there motherfucking Premier League, all right? The Welcome to the motherfucking Premier League. Uh, here is a small, brief snippet about the founding of the club. Very cool. Uh, originally, a couple of different clubs. The uh, Luton Town Football Club, we know today, was officially founded on the 11th of April of 1885. Luton had several clubs, uh, the most prominent being Luton Wanderers and Luton Excelsior, which I really wish they went with that. Excelsior! <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an Enron ad from the yeah. mid-90s, doesn't it? Enron Excelsior! <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, the Excelsior! <laughs> Uh, one of the players had the idea that they should form a town club and include the best players from each team, essentially merging. Uh, the secret meetings between club secretaries took place in January of that year, and they came to the decision that that's what they would do. Uh, newspapers, though, would often misrepresent the club's official new name, and it led to unrest in the town, as the name they used was Luton Town 
parenthesis, late wanderers, end parenthesis, mm -hmm. which ostracized the Excelsior players and supporters from the initial identity. That changed in April when the two club secretaries decided to hold a democratic process at the town hall to designate the new club as Luton Town. And though somewhat tense uh, with the few months of agitation by the print media and secrecy of the meetings to form the club in the first place, it was finally achieved and the new colors were chosen, pink and dark blue. Very cool. Hashtag Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also fucking fake news. This, I mean, if you say things don't come full circle. Luton Town is Knuff, okay? That's all there is to it. <laughs> Luton Town is Knuff. Yeah, so Sammy, why don't you get into why they're nicknamed the Hatters? Yep, absolutely. They are the Hatters. Uh, Luton in Bedfordshire, England, is a uh, has a historical track record of harboring some fine talent in the hat industry, also haberdasheries. And uh, that's the hotbed for the craft. So hence the Hatters. The Hatters, yeah, absolutely. So just a, a brief history on the club. Uh, they only have one major trophy in the history, uh, which was the League Cup in 1988, which happened to be a 3-2 win over my beloved Arsenal. Mm -hmm. They uh, were the Southern League's first team to become fully pro uh, in 1890 and wanted to compete in a better division, which was the Football League, uh, with the older clubs of the North and Central England. So they applied and got accepted into that league and did so in uh, 1897, all while moving to a new ground. That imposed uh, a new financial crisis on the club. Mm -hmm. um, the town wasn't a super hotbed for anything other than hats. And now really. you're traveling all the way to the north part of the country to play You're most traveling of up your to games. Manchester, you're traveling up to Birmingham, yeah. you're traveling, you know, Bedfordshire now is widely considered a part of the greater London area. Uh, mm -hmm. Watford is two towns down from them. Yeah, um, Fulham, is, Fulham also had joined the club, had joined the, the, the professional league at that point too, hadn't they? Weren't they one of the first? They were the first in London yeah. itself, yeah. yeah. Um, but this was the first Southern, that particular league, okay. the Southern League club, uh, club to go fully pro. Got it. Very good. Um, and then they wanted to join the Football League, of which, like, Arsenal were already members, which I'm coming on to, mm -hmm. uh, joining in 1893, so just four years before Luton Town um, in 1897. Uh, but they were the first in the quote-unquote Southern League that was fully professional. Got it. Very cool. Um. So, th but this, like I said, uh, imposed financial crises on the team, and due to that, uh, they have. Um, I'm sorry. Despite that, they've actually seen a fair amount of time in the top flight. Um, over the years, over 20 seasons in the Premier, uh, not the Premier League, but in the top flight of English football in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but because of those financial reasons, back in the day, they did have to withdraw from the Football League in uh, 1903, not returning until 1922 mm, okay yeah uh which was interesting i'm sorry 1920 uh despite those financial troubles on and off uh in the club history um part of which they wanted to relocate the ground as i said they ended up not being able to they couldn't find a suitable location so they've been stuck kind of at kenilworth road all these years uh that and capacity has fluctuated as standing room was eradicated and seats were brought in mm -hmm. the capacity at one point of that stadium was upwards of uh, like over 25,000. Right, because you could stand. Because you could stand, which meant you could pack more people in. Right. Um, so if you want to run into a, a couple of interesting facts, you're more than welcome to do so, I my friend. I would love to do that. So uh, born in England, but representing uh, the, the, public, uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo for his national team, the, 
through Partnage, Polly Rudek Manzu is the uh, first player to uh, go from non-league all the way to the Premier League with the same club. So we talk about how Jamie Vardy um, <clears throat> has played in non-league football all the way up to the Premier League. This cat went from non-league when they were down there with the same club all the way up to getting promoted to the uh, Premier League, which is awesome. And he joined Luton in 2013 when obviously they were Conference North team uh, non-league, winning promotion to League Two in the 13-14 season. Four years there, they went to League One. And then in the 17-18 season, another promotion. And then a year after that in the championship, snagging final promotion spot via the playoffs this season. And he is 29 years old. So he'll probably get a minute or two up in the Prem, which is an awesome yeah, story. hopefully, absolutely. Now, and then also, uh, they are just the second greater London-based club to be a member of the Football League after Arsenal, whose membership was in 1893, as you mentioned. Right, yep, absolutely. Uh, their biggest rival uh, is Watford, uh, which is another Bedfordshire-based club. Um, either city being... Well, they might not be cities. I don't know if they have cathedrals, mm -hmm. which is the old standard of deciding whether or not you're a city or a town. Um, uh, but both towns being situated either side of St. Albans uh, and both widely considered part of the greater London area. Uh, and they also play at Kenilworth Road, which we've mentioned mm -hmm. um, this season. I, I don't remember. I know Liverpool's having trouble uh, with some of the construction and renovations going on in Anfield. Mm -hmm. Is have we got an update on whether or not Luton Town is going to be ready for the opening couple weeks of the season? Because <clears throat> I remember they had a lot of things they had to do to to come up to capacity st uh, uh, standards. To my understandings and what I've researched thus far, because you know I do my research, you know, because it's very important to do your research. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find anything on it, which I'm not. Uh, all I could find were Liverpool related articles about Anfield not being up to snuff. Yeah, they're they're it's on the biased northern based media. They're on track. They aren't opening the season at Luton. So that helps so as that well. Helps, yeah, yeah, that helps quite a bit. And uh, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get into what we think it's going to go for them and all that good kind of stuff. But um, yeah, Kenilworth Road, that, that has been kind of the darling of what the Premier League has talked about so far as this stadium where if you're a visiting fan you have to literally walk through somebody's backyard to get yeah. into the stadium which is awesome i mean yeah. that that that's you know what we all fell in love with remember when tottenham played uh chorley mm -hmm. uh, or whoever it was up, up north um and we saw that again in, in a couple other of those kind of highlighted yeah. fa cup games with with lower league teams where people's backyards literally back up to a fence and the other side of the fence is the fucking pitch yeah and they're just standing on the top of their fence looking over with chairs just watching yeah 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 you just see just taking cans in mm -hmm. <laughs> you know right in their backyard back. yeah i remember we saw one lady drinking a bottle of rosé I mean, like, uh, during that game they were you know they talked to us about like when they whenever english people come around they're like oh this tailgating thing's fantastic i'd be like oh, go to non-league football there's plenty of places just go chill out in somebody's backyard and watch a match <laughs> yeah, yeah. and watch <laughs> it live throw, at that yeah throw five quid to the uh to the groundsman tell them it's a donation you know and just sit there and watch but it, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting uh in all of this because the charm and the the excitement that that we're all feeling and everybody's excited about the stadium in general um, because it is a quintessential English ground just literally in the middle of town people's houses back up to it there's gates like there's a bedroom I believe in one of the townhouses that is over that visiting gate to right, enter precisely um, it's it's amazing it, it, it's also it's what we fall in love with 
But at the same token, it is what has financially handcuffed this club for <sighs> fucking their entire history. <laughs> All right. It's like, how do you it, it, look at other teams that have gotten promoted? Brighton had a brand new, beautiful stadium built right, right on the waterfront, kind of just on the outside of town, you know, the, this beautiful grounds. Brentford, right before they got promoted, brand new grounds, ready to rock and roll. Luton, it's still not the biggest stadium. I think they only hold 36,000 or something, right. Brentford, but it's, it's state-of-the-art. State of the art. 36 is triple <clears throat> what Kenilworth Road currently holds. Right, and Kenilworth Road, it's not easy to make reparations in a ground, you know, repairs, when it's just... Your reparations in the yeah, word. Yeah, exactly. My apologies. <laughs> Said the wrong word there. But it's impossible to make repairs in a stadium surrounded by homes <laughs> surrounded by homes it's not even repair it's expansion yeah you like you're literally there's nowhere you can build un, except un, up unless you want to pull a liverpool and chase out all your landlord uh, all your tenants around you to build bigger like you can't do yep. it and how much money you're getting from the premier league i mean yes this is a great payday but you immediately have to drop a lot of that investment right into the stadium to get it prepared for being in the premier league and then as a team, like, how much is that money you want to spend? You just got to, it's, it's like winning the lottery. Like, well, with, do with you risk exactly spending that. it all to stay up? Like, I and mean, like, with their financial history yeah. uh, of, of it, I mean, we, we just looked at, you know, as early as the, you know, 1900, 1903, mm -hmm. they've had financial difficulties. That's six years after they were founded. Mm -hmm. And that has plagued them throughout their history. So you get this minimum, what is it, 130 million for the 20th place team now? Yeah. 130 million pounds straight away. You have to fix the stadium. That's regulation. You have to do that. Yeah. So are there going to be many signings? Are there going to be much else to do? Or are they going to sit on that money and ensure the next eight years of the club? Yeah. And when you said they were in non-league football, you mentioned we mentioned that they were in the, the Northern League. The Northern League is a step below the national league so they well, were this is before this is before it was redone oh so okay, the, gotcha. the, conference, the conference north and conference oh, and south they played each other played each other gotcha. for that promotion spot yeah my apologies that was out of turn on my end Sorry. yeah but it was it was not long after that it was redone and the national league was formed yeah but it just this team you gotta wonder like how is this all going to work now being in the prem like you you kind of got to look at it and go all right we just got handed a ton of money we need to think about our future 10 years from now not exactly right now and that leads us on to the signing sam if you want to talk about a couple of those and i'll chime in here um they've only got three major signings by my estimate they've brought in five uh four or five players at this point, but three of them actually, quote unquote, mm -hmm. matter. So they brought in uh, Tahiti uh, Chong from Birmingham City. So obviously got he's, some good championship experience. He's a winger, um, scored four goals last season. Still young, uh, but a decent Dutch uh, footballer. You wouldn't know it from his name, but yeah. he's Dutch. This this one is actually a great uh, great little signing for him is uh, Marvelous Nakamba from Villa, who they, he- On a free, by the way, which is key. Yep, there was no place for Nakamba to play. He never really bedded himself in at Villa, but he's a solid defensive midfielder. He knows what he's doing. Like, that's- yeah. 
honestly, you need someone who's played in the Prem before to be able to anchor what is your, I mean, a defensive midfielder is ultimately the quarterback of your entire team. If you want to relate that to absolutely what professional, you know, soccer is versus uh, like NFL, he's, he's the guy pulling all the strings, determining where all the passes are going, making sure he's the one yelling out commands to make sure people are getting back and who's covering people. So hundred percent, you need someone who's going to get that done. And then the, I, th- I think that's a marvelous signing for them. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. For more marvelous things, you can go to patreon.com forward slash DU football show. <laughs> Just five dollars a month and you can hear all the marvelousness. You're such a prick. And you're such finally, a prick. Uh the last one is a was this a loan in or a signing? This from is a loan. This is a loan. Uh they got uh Issa Kabore. I didn't want to go to a second page for two words. Yeah. So Issa Kabore from um Manchester City is a right back and uh, honestly this is as a club when you are strapped financially I'll go ahead and do a pro Everton agenda the way we are you got to do loans and these big loans clubs, and freeze yeah these these big clubs are going to want their kids to start to get Premier League experience this is exactly the club you send them to you're allowed three and you'll get three, and you'll make sure those three get a lot of playing time. Absolutely, and and Tahiti Chong is the only permanent out of out of. The, well, marvelous Nakam is a permanent transfer, but he was free. Right, he was on. A free, uh, they only spent anything. four million pounds on Tahiti Chong, and then mm-hmm. this one was a loan deal. And I'm sure the loan fee, because this is a, a quite a young player. Yeah wasn't very expensive well it was undisclosed but it wasn't very expensive i can assure you let's also look at the um uh, a great comparison is like when mel's villa came up he spent 100 million that first season because they were planning on we're staying up we're not going back down for luton can you afford to make that gamble i don't think you can well, that's the difference in the size of the club, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Villa's a big enough club and had a big enough owner, even, you know, that they couldn't afford to do that. And if they went back down, still wouldn't have folded or been in trouble. I mean, th- this is... I don't think Luton would have ran like that, but there's a potential because of the needing to pump money into the stadium now and needing to do that kind of stuff. If they were to get relegated immediately, if they don't handle their finances properly, they could be in trouble. Yeah, yeah p- precisely. Precisely. That's my fear for them. So. Yep. Uh, Graham, all that being said, what what do you think their uh, future is going to be like? What do you what do you think for them this season? They're going to be a surprise package for the first five or six weeks. I think mm-hmm. we'll, they'll be surprisingly in like ninth mm-hmm. because they're just amped up, excited. They're going to be you know kind of thing. You know, get a couple of wins here, there, a couple of draws you wouldn't expect, and then they will probably sink like a stone and pull a black pole and finish in twentieth. Yeah. Um, it's, which will be sad for them, obviously, but I, I think they'll enjoy their jaunt. I think it's going to be a difficult place to go um, because of the way the stadium's built and then the extra insulation that those houses provide. It's going to be an atmosphere. Imagine um, what those lo- the visiting locker room is. It's it probably is dirt floor. Wood. <laughs> bench a wood bench not even like a locker locker to put your shit in it's probably a wood fucking bench yeah so i you know i I think it's going to be fun for a bit and then it'll become a bit of a farce by premier league standards uh in in my opinion which is is quite sad you know you don't really want to see that but um i i don't think there's really any other way for it to go uh and you know so we'll we'll see what happens but um 
but that's that's my opinion from from this uh from this whole experience. I, I tend to agree. I think I think they're they're twentieth. I think they're gonna go right down. I think they'll have like that. Oh my god, they had a five five against Wolves. Yeah, like where you're just like, how the how'd you manage that? that? It was probably because there's no Ruben Neves. Right. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the park's all fucked up for them. Yeah, I, I see that happening for them, and it, it's it's going to be a tough, long, long season for them. And it's great for them to get up. They're going to make a good amount of money on the way back down. And the big difference is, is somebody like Bournemouth had been there before. They while they have a small stadium, they know how to manage their finances within yep, the Premier League a little bit better. Absolutely. But then you look at teams like Brighton and Villa and Wolves and Nottingham Forest, when they all came up, they have the stadiums that can withstand you spending a ton of money mm-hmm. to stay up. Or or even Leeds, even though Leeds went back down, or Leicester, who has gone back down. But those clubs have massive stadiums and budgets that can afford to be in the Premier League. Just because you get a $100 million check for getting up there doesn't mean you have the organizational, organizational structure. Absolutely to make that work and while it is the coolest story and everybody's happy to see them i think they are in big time trouble absolutely and on that note it's gonna wrap us up actually um so thank you very much for letting me host this show i know you're a little tired today you just had that heart surgery and stuff and needed me to share share the load uh so no problem there uh but do you have any parting words absolutely i do i wanted to say Welcome to anyone uh, in the local area that has checked out this podcast from the uh, Naptown Blues Fancast, which is a project I did during the summer uh, covering the local team that played in the NPSL who won the Mid-Atlantic Conference. It was a great story, uh, broke the attendance record. I think they hold its all but number four of the top six spots and then the conference game which didn't count towards the uh, the conference final that did not count towards the uh total broke the all-time mark <laughs> you know because it was a playoff game so it didn't so count. it doesn't count towards the regular and, season attendance, uh, yeah like to welcome all of them who've uh taken a moment to check out the show and please reach out to us and uh let us know what you think yeah, these shows are the least funny of the bunch because they're just literally getting to know the newly promoted teams. <laughs> Stick around. It gets better. Uh, it's the, it's the, still uh, preseason for us. The front half of this was uh, a hot mess. Oh, August August the 8th will be fantastic. <clears throat> that Tuesday night when we record oh, live yes. and do the 20 for 20. Uh, we call it the 20 for 20 supporter shit show because yeah. it is absolutely a mess makes producer mel's head explode one of our guys uh never can get good internet connection um one of our guys shockingly the spud supporter uh the tottenham hearts hotspur supporter cannot and will not have any comprehension of how to operate the internet or zoom and doesn't understand a mute button mel will mute him he will somehow unmute himself to yell at his wife to make him dinner and then we have to mute him again right in the middle of while we're talking to crystal palace when he's all the way at the bottom my like, favorite part about the 20 for 20 mm-hmm. is the number one team in the fucking pram and we can't get a supporter for that oh yeah it's always impossible to get somebody from old checkbook fc i hey mr graham went black on my screen again so i bet you he's upside down he is. <laughs> sure am <laughs> 
sure am. I love that I'll be able to look at that and go, ah, oh, it's black screen. Yeah, that's Graham's uh, upside down again. Yep. What to do, what to do. So that's my parting words, Mr. Graham. You didn't expect me to have parting words, did no, you? No, of course I did. That's why I threw it to you. I will, you know, ask you to please just take a deep breath and be careful because heart spurs is what you have, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, no, <laughs> it's ah! hot spur is the name of the club. Ah! <laughs> Um, so that's going to wrap it up. Like I said, uh, we are back next week talking to the new and improved Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, as we stated on the uh, uh, last episode you saw about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> our our moral barometer will be back in uh, check because uh, Pastor Brett will be with us to talk. Yes. So he won't be dropping F-bombs left and right while we will be. And he'll just I'll try to muscle through. I'll use it as a form of confession <laughs> uh, to make sure uh, before the new season my sins have been absolved. Mm-hmm. But thank you all very much for joining the DU Football Show. Remember to check us out on all the social media platforms at DU Football Show. Uh, the Drip Shack, um, which the link is in all of our bios, uh, as well as Sam, one more time, please, can you put your leg out a little bit further and try to get us a little bit of cash from the cab? That is the uh, the Patreon. I put a little bit of rouge on my cheeks because, well, the, the guys like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and knock it out for the fifth time so I can complete what I like to call the Graham cycle. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash DU football show. $5 a month. You get our wonderful injury time, which is us previewing the next week's action. We talk about our one adopted club. Uh, Ibs, because we're going to be doing a new show soon, and we do sound check where literally we check the mics and talk about our day, and it's a lot of fun. And there's a bunch of people who are already uh, supporting us. We love it, and we'd love to have a few more. Awesome, absolutely. Uh, and if you were wondering how the podcast loan market works, it's the opposite of the football one. Usually, football clubs get in younger, less experienced, but still very talented footballers for their teams. When new shows start up, we tend to send off the less talented, older pieces of the puzzle to help their show. <laughs> Heard. I'm just kidding. We own that show, too. Ah, yeah. Come on. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, eh? Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!